Hey, where you learn that from? Grand Theft Auto 3. Word, can I borrow that? You got a uh, PlayStation 2? No, I got Gamecast. Gamecast? Welcome back to Gamecast, the news show <laughs> where we bring you all the latest news on everything that is going on in our industry. Of course, you have me, your host, Malls, and my two co-hosts, Anime Hero 92 with the fresh cut and Rager hey. underscore fiasco, just looking as good as always. Hey. So, oh, thank you. First thing I got to talk about before we even get into headlines, it's just some Gamecast news. All right. So we are looking to push outside of just the Facebook outlet. Uh, we are looking to actually s- submit this as a real podcast. So we have submitted this to Spotify, um, Apple Music, or I think Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So our fingers are really crossed uh, that everything goes well. I thought I was going to hear news this morning, but the Internet said nah. And I was like, OK, I guess I'll just wait. Um, but once that, and I, I think it should be official, uh, because so far I haven't received any errors or any issues. Uh, but once that goes live, of course, we will make the announcement and send it to all of you guys, just in case those just want to hear our angelic voices. They just don't want to see all the visuals. They just want to, they just want to hear the voices. Then I, hey, then you, you got that option. Um, but, <laughs> uh, again, appreciate all who support the show. And for anyone who did ask about, you know, can we make this a podcast? There it is. Um, first, first story, and it's funny because it really is a continuation off last week. Boom! I told y'all that Nintendo World was coming. <laughs> it was around the corner, and I am so hyped that it is officially opening in February of 2021. Uh, big ups to Japan who have been on top of this coronavirus way better than we have, so they get to open up their theme parks. <laughs> Meanwhile, America is just like, well, we're going to open up our theme parks anyway because we can. And then, unfortunately, bad things happen. So, uh, big yeah. ups to Japan. Congrats. And and big ups to Nintendo, too, because that's monumentous. I, like I said even last week, that the, the transition from mascots going from a... Uh, like a primarily software role to now being the lead stars of theme parks. Uh, to me, that is seriously just the beginning. I can't even imagine like what's next. This is just, to me, this is really showing where our industry is going and, and just how prominent it has become, especially, especially over the last 10 years. I know some people are like, oh, gaming's always been big. No, 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 no. Look at the numbers in the last 10 years. The numbers in the last 10 years are scary because that's when we officially surpass uh, mu- movies and music as the number one uh, most lucrative medium. So gaming ain't no goddamn joke. I am trying to enter the gaming industry as a business. That's one of the reasons why we're doing this here. And I would also love to work for a major publisher. So if someone wants to hit me up, my email's available in the in the link. Okay. So <laughs> no, but big ups to Nintendo World. I, I really wish I could visit. I don't think I don't know if any of us are visiting Japan next year. <laughs> so, um, but I'd like to. I, I mean, we all like to, but you know, who knows? Yeah. Let's see what happens. But uh, uh, Rona putting up Michael Jordan numbers, so until it puts up like you know <laughs> rookie numbers, I ain't going out there. Uh, I feel that. I feel that spiritually. Yeah, yeah we. Uh, That's a fair point. Fair point. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, we're trying. I mean, I want to visit Nintendo World, but you know, I also need to live to visit Nintendo World. So we're gonna we gonna we're gonna give that some time. The cool part is though, once it is open, of course, there's gonna be. I, I can imagine the amount of creators that are gonna be out there. So especially Japanese based ones. So we get to see POVs and like. You know, people, all these articles are going to be going on it. So it's going to be some fun time. Um, I also, uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels is Paulo from Tokyo. I was watching his stuff religiously when I was planning for my Tokyo trip this year. 
and um, I, I just know he's gonna have a video on it. He is like blew up over the last two years, and I'm sure Nintendo is gonna work with him for that. I'll be shocked if they didn't. So, Paulo, hopefully we see that video uh, in the next few months. But now moving on to next gen, I thought next gen would be out of the limelight because the systems are here, but no, they are just like no, we're just gonna take over every headlining story. And, and it is what it is. I'm, I'm about that. So, a couple things on this Sony and Now, of course, we're all aware of Game Pass. We're aware of, you know, the business model. And for Xbox, it has been very lucrative. Very lucrative. Heard this staggering stat that for all of the new Series X... Sorry, Series X and Series S owners, 70% of them have Game Pass. 70%. That is insane. That is insane. And I say that because while you have some, like me and Howard, we've already been paying for it, so that, that counts as the number, right? So technically, they put me as the data, as a Series X owner who has Game Pass, but they're also taking into account the people who are brand new to the systems, who maybe didn't weren't part of the ecosystem. And mind you, the Xbox, when I got the Series X, I was expecting maybe like a one-month trial card or something in the box. There was no trial card. There was nothing. It said, you you want this? <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> good, thing I'm, good thing I'm already paying for it. Um, so, yeah, you just had to just pay for it, which means that 70%, like, people actually paid to join in. They wanted to join in. It wasn't something where Xbox had to, like, force two-week trial, three-day trials. Um, they were just like, here, pay for it. And people were like, yes, sir. And uh, they jumped on it. So it's funny. Uh, so bringing back to Sony, Sony, a lot of people don't remember this. Sony, a few months ago, they talked about an article. People brought up Game Pass. This is when Game Pass was just like starting to get its footing. Um, and they they said, hey, w- would you guys be interested in doing something similar? And Sony was like, no, that that's not, you know, that's not a good, it's not a good sustaining business model and all of this stuff like that. And, and they pretty much shut it down. Fast forward to November 2020 and Xbox is sitting there <laughs> <laughs> dancing in their jacuzzi pools of money. Now Sony's like, yeah, we, actually, you know, we, we have more to share on that. So Sony had has announced that they're going to be sharing more. Uh, about what they're looking to do from like a maybe a game pass equivalent i mean we like i said we we know that they have the playstation plus collection um and it's really amount to how far is that going to expand um if they're going to look to adapt my, my thing is they really should just bring in uh older generation uh, uh titles inside of it i think that'd be really cool ps3 titles ps2 titles I, like because to me you can kind of go i think nintendo killed it on their end with the Super Nintendo Online and NES Online. I think that's really cool. You pay the whatever subscription fee for Nintendo's online services, which really isn't that expensive in comparison to it's the other two. It's 20 bucks. It's 20 bucks a year. And it's not, a, yeah. not even a month. It's, it's like, and then we, I have a family pan with like six other people from my college. I pay $2.83 a year for Nintendo <laughs> Switch Online. I paid more money for Nintendo Switch Online because Sharice wanted to play Animal Crossing. My fiance wanted to play Animal Crossing. And so I was like, well, if we're going to go to each other's islands, you need to have the tennis switch online. That's $4 a month coming out or <laughs> coming out of my pocket. I'm like, damn. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Ain't nobody got, <laughs> nobody got money for these services. <laughs> um, but well, Nintendo did a really good job with jumping on the nostalgia aspect of it and saying, hey, you, you can get all the, you know, the collection of the hottest hits, the hits, you know, straight from both systems. 
if you pay for this. And I think that Sony should do something similar and double down on that. I don't think I, I compared the two models, Microsoft actually does have deeper pockets than Sony. I was actually kind of shocked by that. Um, but it makes sense why they're making money moves like Bethesda. But you know, Sony really needs to find a way. Like I don't think they're going to be able to just spend all the money to get all the licenses from the other you know, manufacturers and things like that as much as Microsoft can. Like Microsoft has that make risk money or take risk money, and Sony doesn't. Yeah. And here's here's also why I know Sony doesn't. Sony has been really successful, but actually in in the same sort of interview where they talked about they're looking to do you know or possibly a Game Pass equivalent. Um, they also mention how they're Sony said for the time being in like the near future. So let's give it like a couple years. They're not going to do anything new with IPs. Um, and that was kind of a bummer. They said that we're, we are going to expand on our well-established IPs. I, I can't, I can't be mad at that. Shoot. That means God of War two, like what, what, and you know, and you know, maybe last of us three down the line, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I mean, there's years in between them. So, um, but it just means that Sony's don't expect like a, a, a random title, like infamous to come out and shake the mold. We're, we're not, it unfortunately seems like we're not going to get anything new. Um, and I, to me, that was, that was a little bit of a bummer. So, I mean, Sony really was just laying it all out in this article is obviously kind of pretty shocked because Sony's usually behind closed doors. Typically it's a Microsoft that's like, ah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, you know, but who? Who, who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, the, what what's good, though, is that Sony has a well-established line of great IPs that thrash Microsoft's. And we, we got to just spit facts there. <laughs> so so even if even if we're not getting something entirely unique and different, um, I mean, we can get sequels still to Little Big Planet, which I'm waiting on. Um, you know, we can still get sequels to uh, things that I can't remember right now. Shoot, we can still get another sequel to Infamous. Technically, you know, like this... Yeah. Sly Cooper, you know, uh, you know, there's there's so many dedicated I mean, Sony IPs. Spidey, right. you know, Spidey alone. Spidey, and Peter and Miles, yeah, right. You know, Aloy's getting Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, Forbidden West coming out, so that's gonna be big. Like, I'm okay, I'm okay with sequels because Sony yeah. typically handles sequels really well when it's when it comes from their core IP stuff, right? So, so I I know that they're gonna take their time with the sequels. I'm not ready to jump ship from a lot of these people that, you know, that I fell in love with. I love these characters. And, you know, so I look, we got Crash 4, although I think that was on both systems. I think that was dual yeah. cross-plot. Yeah, multi-platform. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll see. So we'll, we'll see what happens down the road. Um, but, you know, at least bigs up for, big ups for Sony for being honest um, and, and just letting us know, like, hey, lower your expectation on some new new. <laughs> <laughs> we got some good good in the kitchen cooking but <laughs> chill with the chill with the new new <laughs> um but shifting things over <clears throat> and to both kind of xbox sony so phil spencer head of xbox love the guy he is actually literally becoming one of my favorite favorite ceos um just because he's in everything he's always on people's talk shows and it doesn't matter if you're a nintendo channel he'll come on your talk show you know my sony channel uh he's like yeah i'm gonna go home and play <laughs> my spider-man ps4 like he's literally so cool um but they asked him uh they asked him about the controller and in phil fashion he was like yeah sony killed it with this dual sense <laughs> like he uh he, he he was like yeah they they did their thing on that one um and it's true uh as as a series owner series x owner while i do like the xbox 
it has become the Netflix machine, just like the previous Xbox. Meanwhile, I'm playing all the good games on the <laughs> on the DualSense because this thing is just so different. Um, and you know, but I I give props because in saying that Phil was inspired, right? And I think one thing that I have to I think they're both really good consoles, but there was not as much innovation from a controller standpoint like there could have been on the Xbox side. It's a nicer controller. It is, you know, there's little ridges on the top, but the, it's subtle improvements. Um, I mean, a 360 controller is GOAT, so it's kind of hard to, like, how much can you expand on that thing, you know? it's So I think yeah. Xbox kind of dug a little bit of a hole because the DualShock 3 was trashed. <laughs> it was them, oh, yeah. them big old rubber buttons. They, <laughs> them things are nasty. Uh, so... I mean, it's like, well, how, what do you do, right? What what do you do when you make what's wildly considered one of the best controllers of all time? Like, how do you how, how do you continue to innovate? So I can understand the struggle from Microsoft's standpoint of how to how to push boundaries. You know, not everyone. Some people like when they play on PC and they play a controller, still choose the 360 controller over the One X, right? So it's kind of like, uh, um, but he did say like. Sony did that. So you, what what could happen, at, the good thing is, it's a controller, right? So theoretically, a couple years down the road, Xbox can release a new, and call it a dedicated Series X controller that doesn't work on the, you know, the One X or whatever. And as long as the, the game developers are utilizing it, technically the sky's the limits, right? So, but I do got to give big ups because... Unlike Sony, Xbox did make that controller that was um, that was approachable for everyone who anyone who has special needs. I, I'm blanking on the exact name of the controller, um, but it is a controller that you don't need to be in a standard position like this, just in case you can't, you physically can't. Um, there was multiple ways to interact with it, and I thought that was really really impressive. And I want Sony to do the same thing on their end um, and just kind of continue to build this ecosystem for all gamers. Um, but the other thing here, and speaking also, <laughs> uh, with Sony Microsoft, so we know Microsoft purchased Elder, uh, purchased, uh, Bethesda, uh, which means now all talks are kind of on Elder Scrolls 6, right? And so in talking to the, the head of Sony, someone said, hey, now that Microsoft has acquired Bethesda, Will we see Elder Scrolls Six on the on the PS Five? And then straight straight up asked it, <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> "I," which I was so shocked about. I was expecting some PR, you know, like, "Oh, well, we're gonna continue to evaluate." And they were straight up like, "Maybe, <laughs> maybe?" Question mark. Um, which is crazy because. That you gotta have a like Microsoft has to have like real cojones to say like you can only get Elder Scrolls Six on our system. Well, people uh, for people who don't play Elder Scrolls, what they don't understand is this game it literally is a cult. Like people to this day stream Skyrim every single day. People role play in Skyrim. People like literally people are finding new stuff. 500 hours later, it's one of those games that truly kind of doesn't end because people are still finding stuff for Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion and they're still finding stuff in Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind. Like these are, these games are no goddamn joke. These are 
<laughs> these are worlds. <laughs> these aren't video games. You live in these worlds. Um, and so they're, they got to have some serious, like, confidence that there's enough of a user base on their consoles to say, like, yeah, this is going to be strictly Series X and, uh, what do you call and a PC, right? Because it's still Microsoft. So, but I, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I, we'll, we'll kind of, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we just got to see what, what kind of happens, um, and see how else how else it plays out <laughs> but i mean at the end of the day i don't i mean i would still really want elder scroll 6 i can't say i was as i'm as hyped for it as i was for skyrim um but i mean at the end of it shoot if i think they're i mean we all have our we all have our ps5s and let's say if we all eventually have series s or series x's we'll be good anyway to play it but i don't know and and this ain't the same Bethesda anymore either. Let's let's be honest. They they kind of messed up, especially with Fallout seventy six and all of that. So, I I don't I don't really know. Yeah. I don't I don't really I don't know how that's gonna play out. Um, technically Microsoft can make money regardless, but we'll see. But really, those were the just the stories I had. I didn't have too many coming into this week. Um, so I am just gonna open this up now. Uh, Jack, I'll start with you on anything that you might have seen during the week. So one really cool thing that happened this week is um, I'm sure for you all, big fans of G4. Uh, for those listening and watching, if you don't know, G4 was a really cool network back in the day. If you had like basic cable or digital cable, um, that was dedicated for gaming. It was really a network where you got to see the insides of like Comic-Con and E3. I didn't know what the hell E3 was until I watched G4. And I was like, there's a gaming convention where you get news and trailers all at the same week. <laughs> all right, cool. I'm down for it. And like, I remember watching my first E3, seeing like Olivia Munn, Kevin Ferreira, Adam Sessler, Morgan Webb, um, Kristen Adams, who's now Chris, Kristen Holt, who's now Kristen Adams, all cover like E3 and what it was and Comic Con and everything. Long story short, they had a reunion that yes. was amazing. It yes. was just really great. It was great to see everybody. When they did around the net, I felt like I was back in high school again. I chanted ATS like at my YouTube screen. Um, <laughs> it was really cool, you know. It was basically the OG cast of like you know Olivia Munn, Kevin Ferreira, uh, Morgan Webb, Adam Sessler, uh, Blair Herder, and Kristen Adams. Um, and it was really cool because like basically Ron Funches. I don't know if you guys know him or know of him. He's a comedian. Is, yeah, is that the wrestler? Is that the one who no. was part of the the three? That's Xavier Woods, who's part of the okay, New Day. Okay. But Ron Funches was like the host, but he actually was an intern at G4. So for those that don't know oh, G4, oh shoot, I didn't know that. Oh, that's they dope. play some pranks on their interns in a good way, but it's like it seemed horrific, but it's a joking way. So he was like one of those scar interns that brought them back, and he <laughs> trapped them in the basement, and like he had poisonous gas come in that they had to solve. So there was a part where like we don't know what to do. So Kristen Holt was like, "I got it. I'm gonna cheat my way in." And everyone paused. She was like, I'm going to cheat my way in. I was the host of Cheat. I was the only one, like, cracking up. Like, I, I had tears of my eyes laughing at that. Um, but, yeah, overall, it was good to see him back. But getting to your point, Miles, yes, Xavier Woods is going to be one of the hosts. Um, he's part of the New Day for those WWE fans. It is my favorite tag team of all time. They have a serial called Bootios. Yes, I like that, Yes. Yeah. I do you make sure one. you ain't booty. <laughs> you eating booty in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a diet, fam. 
<laughs> but yeah, you know, like basically uh, he's part of the New Day and that crew. Um, I actually met those guys. They're really cool like dudes. I met them at bookends two years ago. So I can successfully say I met a G4 host, <laughs> which I'm super hyped about. But um, yeah, he's going to be one of the hosts. I think they're going to have multiple hosts. But um, it's really cool because Xavier Woods is one of my favorite people. Like he's not just like one of those people who's in the gaming for gaming. He lives and breathes it. His up, up, down, down. Uh, he does content. A bunch of wrestlers are in the gaming. But um, one of the things that he said was like, you know, I love G4, but I got to admit, there wasn't many people that looked like me hosting. Hmm. And everyone agreed. And to see like, you know, especially a black person, but a black male in that lead role being a host on a channel that we all watched as like high school students and stuff like that and teens, it really feels cool to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was definitely hyped about that. Um, and then the only other thing I had continuing on is uh, we talked about this in our personal chat, but Diecast is making Pokeball replicas. That's going to yes. be a hundred dollars a piece. Yes. Yes. Look, yeah. look, okay. So yeah, this literally, we found out about this today. Like this is kind of headlining today. Um, so I'm glad we recorded today. Otherwise we would have missed it. Um, yeah. Uh, they look, they look amazing. And we were all joking. Uh, I was like, ah, I jacked was like, I'm on it. <laughs> I'm, um, yeah, I, oof. yeah, I, I want one, and I think it's really cool that it's a diecast model. I don't, ne- I don't if I know or ever really thought about how big a Pokeball actually is, but I guess that it is kind of um, one-to-one, per se, based off, I, you know, look at the anime and you see how the ball blows up, and it kind of... Um, but the first thing we have to tell everyone, uh, a friendly GameCast warning. Please don't throw your Pokeball uh, after you get it. It's, it's replica for a reason. <laughs> it's yeah. not it's not meant to be thrown at anyone and if it does it may just actually capture them in the pokeball and there's a lot of legal you know area there that you you don't want to own somebody continue yeah and on top of that you know if you own a pokemon and it's a person a street lamp whatever the hell you threw at it you're responsible for that so yeah, clean up after it take it to the pokemon center get his vaccinations get that rona shot feed him poffins feed, make yeah, feed exactly. poffins and uh a curry too, I guess. Now we you know, we now can feed a curry. Oh yeah, the curry. Yeah. Yeah. And technically, we're in a manga storyline, so they can die. They don't faint. They they can die. Just <laughs> being real. Manga uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm super hyped for it. You know, I'm not hyped about the hundred dollar price tag, but it's 2021. So once that PS4 or mm-hmm. PS4 PS5 recovery hits, and that analog pocket recovery hits, uh, I'll probably buy like one or two. I'm glad they took the money out for the analog pocket. I, I have an app, the shop app, and I go through, and every time it shows that I just, it, like, I forget about it every time until I open up the shop app. And I'm like, oh, shoot, that's right, the pocket. Uh, I already know what, what games yeah. I'm buying for it. But, yeah, I think, honestly, I, you know, for what it is, I think it's it's an okay price. $100 is a little steep. But models, when they're one-to-one like that, they run up there. Like, I think of, like, first four figures and companies like that i mean where they're literally they're not missing a detail and i know it's kind of like it's a pokeball it's just red and white and there's a lot more details of the pokeball than you think and it's just and for you know true fans who pick up those details you it's like you're giving support for that company for showing their love because that's a love letter when it's when it's that one-to-one that means that they've watched the show they paid attention they analyzed it they were like hey how would this look in real life and um 
It it does kind of bring me back though. When uh, I, I used to I used to collect the Pokemon figures that would come in the Pokeball, and you could like if you mm. you throw the Pokeball and mm. like if you hit the front, they would come out, and they're just like because <laughs> it's it's real life and not graceful, so you would throw it, and they would just like. <laughs> they just like come out like that and they'll just be on the ground like oh um shout outs to my cousin who had 200 of those figures and i thought it was like the coolest thing ever but yeah i think uh, i think i would eventually join I'm, i'll probably eventually get it you know but knowing it's probably gonna be a limited sale which means it's probably if i miss it this round that's probably it because them scalpers are gonna get it and that hundred dollars oh turns into dollars real quick what i'm gonna do is I'm just going to invest in the Pokemon Walker thing from uh, Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, and then, you know, and I'll, I'll say, hey, that's my Pokeball. So, yeah. We'll see. I mean, those occasionally go on sale for 20 bucks. So, if it goes up, I'll tag y'all. Yeah. You just get that. Shoot. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. And cool. then the last thing I had, yeah, the last thing I really had this week is um, it was actually a really cool prototype of, like, the Sega Nomad. Um, They showed the first, like, prototype photos of it. And I was super hyped about it because y'all know I love retro gaming. So anytime like you see new photos of like a prototype or unreleased photos, it's really cool. Um, it originally had the six button combo, so they were really hyping it up to really be a successor uh, to the Game Gear stuff. Yeah, it's it was on Kotaku when I was looking at it today. Um, but they released a prototype for it, and I saw it and I thought it was really cool. You know, I Sega really mm-hmm. tried to get in the handheld market back in the nineties and. We all know Nintendo is still the king of that to this day. Um, you know, Sony has some success with the PSP, but the Vita, it is what it is. It's a legacy system now, so, you know. But, um, you know, Sega really has something going for a hot minute because when they put, you know, Sonic and other games on there, they look really good. And aside from the batteries, it was a pretty powerful device. So um, I was hyped to see those photos and the prototype of the system. And who knows? It could have been something. It could have been really big. But, um yeah, I just love to see that on a retro gaming note. It's really caught my attention today. You know what? That's um, yeah. I, I remember. See, I don't know too much about the Nomad. I know a lot more about the Game Gear, and I know the Game Gear was ahead of its time because I put a backlight on it, which took Nintendo like ten years to do. I'm like, what, what are we doing? Um, I don't know a whole lot about the Nomad. It seems like so. What I'm understanding is, I know the Game Gear was a dedicated handheld no different than like a Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. I mean, the games were built specifically for it. But it seems like the Nomad what literally was a portable Sega Genesis. Am I right? Yeah. Ah, uh, I see. Yep. Okay. It was it was literally like a portable Sega. Huh. And it was interesting to see, like, you know, would Sega cartridges work on it? Like, you know, how would they do it? And then, honestly, even late into, like, its development, I mean, they were already working on Dreamcast stuff. So I'm curious of, like, Will we have seen like Sega ports of Dreamcast games in the future, or would this just be literally a portable Sega where it was kind of like an addition to his last arc? So that is so I'm wondering if it was compatible because I'm looking at the literally the 90s ad there and it was like compatible with 500 plus Sega Genesis games. I'm wondering then, did it literally have all the hardware of a Genesis just kind of compacted, or were there some trade offs kind of like, like a Switch Lite? <laughs> kind of deal um you know or or because if they're saying 500 plus games maybe not every game was compatible i wonder i now i gotta do my research on this thing is that's uh that's pretty interesting that's that's pretty cool i need to i need to really look into that i think right especially from a retro gaming standpoint those are one of, so those are one of those things that a lot of people don't talk about people definitely talk 
more about the Game Gear because it was dedicated, uh, and people don't realize that, mm. like when they when they look up when you think of like almost Switch predecessors, like those are the things that start you know start to come up. Like you think of like the PSP Go, you think of um, you think of Sega Nomad now. You think of like there's there were these things that like kind of started the whole idea of taking an actual triple a main title i don't know triple a was <laughs> was a thing back then but take a main title triple a big studio game um and be able to play it like wherever you are although i'm seeing a big old dc ac cable connected to this thing so i'm wondering how good was the how good was the was the batteries uh but pretty interesting cool all right uh howard what about you uh, nothing really. I mean, I did start Last of Us Part Two again. I just oh, got yeah. that. Hey. Oh yeah. And I fell in love again. Um, it's and uh, upgraded to um to the the graphics update on the PS Five, so it's even more amazing. I look at the grass, and it's just like man, <laughs> I spend like five minutes just there at each blade of grass because I can. And I can see all the intricate. I can see everything. But yeah, I mean. This game is really, really good. I forgot. I, I forgot how good it is. Like, Naughty Dog, once again, just, I don't know who they, I, I don't know what they do, but they make these stories, these games, and I just, they're like cinematic experiences that you yeah. can play. Uh, oh, look, listen, know. we feel you. I, we were just geeking over it not too long yeah. ago. Um you, you're still playing uh, Age of Calamity too, right? Yeah. And how's that been? That is it's been great. I mean, if you're going to do a co-op, I mean, the frame rate drops. It's a little shaky, but it's really fun. I love how they um, implemented the Breath of the Wild, like all the runes. Like, if you mm. played the first Harbor Warriors, they didn't have that feature. Mm. And you could see like the, the difference in like the runes really help you. Really help the gameplay. It's it's a lot more fun with the runes. I mean, uh, did you guys play the first one? I didn't play Hyrule Warriors. I only played Breath of the Wild. Ah, uh, well, I played both, and this is definitely my favorite. Hmm. They just took they just took this game, repolished it, added new features, and made it ten times more better game. Okay. okay. Great game. I would say pick it up, but then again, like if you're not like a huge fan like I am, not many are. But if you you know, it's it's still it's still a great game. Still it's still fun to play. You and Sharice can play, you and some buddies can play. Yeah, everyone can just sit down and just dive in. Genie loves playing um the the big um Middle Eastern, like, giantess woman, like, the big... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a huge bitch, man. Like, she loves <laughs> What about... You can play as a Divine Beast in that one, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's fun. Destructive ass. Because <laughs> it's what? what? It's 100 years before the first one, so that kind of yeah. makes sense why everyone's alive. Like, you know... Yeah. Uh, so... So is it kind of like, because I mean, this really is the bridge between this and and Breath of the Wild too. So I'm like, I'm wondering, is it the fact that you could play the beast? Is it just kind of saying they're all in full operation 
Like it's not something like where they're yeah. in sleep, they're just literally just like doing what they're supposed to do. And... Yeah, like after ready, like oh, just hop in and go. Like <laughs> it's it's definitely a prequel. Um, you get to see everything unfolds. The story so far is really good. My favorite character to play is definitely I want to say Impa. Like she's like a ninja. She makes shadow clones, mm. and it's ridiculous. Um, second favorite would have to be um. The Birdman. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Birdman. he's a straight. So, I was like, "Baby's in the game." <laughs> Birdman. <laughs> Put some respect on his name. Some respect. Straight <laughs> savage. Now, but it's definitely a game you should pick up. If if you're not a fan, if you just like a good, um, I guess it's a beat 'em up. Um, one versus a thousand gameplay. If you like that kind of yeah. gameplay, then definitely pick it up. Remember that? Remember that level? That's where I'm at. Remember that level in Kingdom Hearts Two that had like that was like the OG like Dynasty yes. Warriors level. <laughs> like they built a whole series off that. No, I think Dynasty Warriors. Speaking of which, I just uh, actually just bought a copy of Kingdom Hearts Two. I saw that. Enix. It was three dollars, so I was like, all right. <laughs> oh, you bought it directly through Square Enix? Yeah. Oh shoot. For PS2. Oh. They have a sale right now. Yeah, it's right on their website on you PS2. Could, you could buy retro games through them. Mm-hmm. Oh. What? I'll link it to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I already missed out on I feel the... Like, I feel like that price is kind of... I mean, it's wonderful. But I feel like it should be worth more money. It, it's because of the collections. It's because yeah. they literally... They, uh, there's so many of the collection things now. There's like seven different ways to get Kingdom Hearts 2. It's, right it literally is crazy. They And it's on PS2. It's on, yeah, now it's literally on PS2, PS3, yeah. and PS4. And then like mm-hmm. PS4 HD, and I'm like, <laughs> like it's too much. You could play it on PS5. Yeah, I actually want to do that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the funny is, thing is, I, like, people say that story is convoluted, but like, I'm one of the few. Like, I don't know everything. Like, I could go on like a whole like five hour like. Yeah, I, I know who the hell that is, and I know who that is. I I don't know who that is, but I know where he's from. So yeah, <laughs> it's a puzzle. I wouldn't call it convoluted, but people do like to throw that word out. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. it's it's a puzzle. I yeah. do. <laughs> I, I tried to warn you before you got Kingdom Hearts 3 because Mad had skipped. They were like, oh, two, three. I was like, there's six nah, titles man. in between. Oh. Wait, Howard, did you play Birth by Sleep? <laughs> right. You gotta be lost. Dream Drop Distance. Right. And that's the problem. All the sequels are on like different systems, too. So it's not like someone could just go back and play mm-hmm. them. They're all on different systems. It was impossible. Even I bought a PSP just for Birth by Sleep. Yeah. Like, I was at Ramapo and Pine playing it in the Pine Hall, like, lounge with my PSP. That's the <laughs> only reason I had it. That was Birth by Sleep yeah. was cool. Birth by Sleep. Dream Job Distance was fun, too. I didn't finish that yeah. one, though, but it's pretty good. But, yeah, that really is about it uh, this week. Um, like I said, again, though, we uh, thank everyone for the support. We've got enough support that really encouraged us to go forward and, and really push this as both a what I call a vidcast, like a visual sort of podcast and a more traditional podcast. So uh, definitely keep you guys informed, keep you in the loop about uh, just once everything is cleared and then we'll make sure to share those links with everybody. So this way you can enjoy Gamecast, however is your preference. But that's about y'all and we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.